Welcome to Hank's Place. The Apostle Paul frequently warned Christians about the dangers of the law and of those who preach it. Watch out for those who put obstacles in your way, contrary to what you've been taught. Romans 16, 17. See to it that no one takes you captive through philosophy, which depends on men rather than on Christ. Colossians 2, 8. Watch out for those dogs, those evil workers preaching a law-filled gospel. That's Philippians 3, 2. And remember those Galatians? They had unintentionally cut themselves off from Christ, being seduced by dead works. That happens to all of us at one time or another. One moment we're free under God's amazing grace, but the next enslaved to various laws. Now, the laws don't have to be the Ten Commandments or other biblical laws in order to enslave us. You see, to live under the law is believing we can cause God to bless us or not hurt us through our performance. Do you think we can manipulate God this way? Mm. The only thing that counts is faith working through love. That's Galatians 5, verse 6. Now, you might be living under the law and not realize it. Let me give you four struggles that I have had. Check and see if maybe you've had them too or maybe you're currently struggling with them. Number one, struggling to do the right thing. To live by a code of conduct is infinitely inferior to the life that Jesus wants to live through us. Why choose rules when now we have a wonderful relationship? Rules or relationship, we can't have both. Even when we can keep the rules, we are doing the wrong thing because then we're not walking by faith. <laughs> wow. So how about choose abiding in Christ? You'll find yourself doing the right thing at the right time, every time. Second struggle, to be righteous. Before the cross, righteousness was demanded of sinful man. That's Deuteronomy 6.25. But at the cross, it all changed. Righteousness became freely given. Romans 5.17. It's the gospel of grace that reveals the gift of righteousness, and that comes from God. Romans 1.17. Might be time to trade in self-righteousness for his by freely receiving it. Third struggle, and that is to be holy. Man-made religion defines holiness in terms of our moral behavior, but this definition falls far short of the perfect holiness that's required by God. Just as we cannot make ourselves righteous, neither can we make ourselves holy. But thanks be to God for Jesus, who is our righteousness, holiness, and redemption. That's 1 Corinthians 1.30. By his sacrifice, we've been sanctified forever. Hebrews 10.10. 10. Consider, for example, those Corinthians and their bad behavior. And yet Paul addresses his letter to the church of God, which is at Corinth, to those who are sanctified in Christ. 1 Corinthians 1 verse 2. Holiness is based on our identity, not our performance. We are in Jesus, who is holy and righteous. Thus, we too are holy and righteous. And the fourth struggle is that of trying not to disappoint God. If we have a law mindset, it's natural to think we've disappointed God here and here and here and here. But that's impossible, friend. 
For disappointment comes from unmet expectations, and God doesn't have any of those. Before we were born, he knew everything we would ever say and do, how long it would take us to come to the cross, how many times we would stumble and make mistakes, and yet knowing all this, he still loves us unconditionally. Under law, it's natural to think of our shortcomings and then project them as disappointments onto our Heavenly Father. No, no. He loves us with an unfailing love, 1 Corinthians 13.8. He knows all our faults and yet chooses to remember them no more, Hebrews 8.12. So today, dear friend, let's have faith in him, in his amazing grace, and come alive.